This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Chillin' with Ice with me, Lori Fetrick, or most of you know me as Ice from the American Gladiators. Thank you for joining me on this podcast where we're going to dive in and go behind the scenes on the number one hit iconic show of the 90s. It's time to get up close and personal on what drove us to be gladiators, what challenges we faced, and how we overcame to reach all of our goals. I know in this first season, inquiring minds want to know, was there drama, fights, hookups? Are we all still friends? What did we do in our personal lives and how are we staying in such good shape years later? Well, stay right here and let's get into Chillin' with Ice. Before we dive into our incredible episode today, I want to let you know that this is a self-funded podcast and I would love your support. For the cost of a cup of coffee a month, you can donate to my Patreon page and that would make all the difference in the world. For the small donation, you will get back so much in rewards, like you can watch all of my podcasts on video. I will have exclusive content like behind the scenes footage, a private Facebook group where you can interact with me directly and other VIP fans, a monthly Q&A, direct shout outs and follows from me to you on your social media and so much more. Find me on Patreon at Chillin' With Ice or click the link in the show notes now. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome back to Chillin' With Ice. And today, um, this episode, for those of you who don't know my backstory before Gladiators, I was an actual bodybuilder and I was competing for about five to six years in that, about that zone right there. And if I had a friend in my back pocket, like my next guest, who knows where my career would have went. I am so happy to introduce eight-time Miss Olympia and host of FemFlex Friday, Linda Murray. Woo! Thank Hello. you. Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Really looking forward to this conversation with you, Lori. Oh, Linda, I got it. I'm I got, looking forward to it. I am so excited. I Like I said, before we got rolling here, I said, I'm going to be the fangirl and I'm going to geek out on some of these questions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just bear with me a little bit. And also for, you know, some of my audience, you know, let's kind of let's go and tell them about you and and mm -hmm. what you're up to and all that kind of fun stuff. And I have so many questions. You're just going to laugh. You're going to mm -hmm. go, oh, my God, I, I've been asked these questions, but they've been like, you know, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it just gets better and better. You know what I mean? Like just the fact that we're here, right? Because yes. we go way, way back. Yes. I mean, um, competing and what it was like to be a woman wanting muscle and not afraid to be muscular. Yes. You know, that's like huge. So anytime I see, when I saw you, uh, for me, it was just really cool to see you on, on that main stage for the world to see muscular women. So you represented us, 
You did it, girl. Oh, thank you. That was huge. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a quick story here, which was really cool, and that was, um, I was in my back garage and I was working, and my phone rang, and I, I looked at my phone. And I didn't recognize the number, but and usually I do not answer those, but for some reason I answered this one, and it was so cute and so funny at the same time because. The woman on the other end was Linda, and she goes really quickly. She goes, hi, this is Linda Maria's uh, Miss Olympia. And she started getting all this out, and I started laughing for a moment. And I was like, <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking, are you serious? This is really seriously Linda Murray calling me. And I just went, all of a sudden, I kind of stopped her for a moment. And I was, Linda, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did. I was I know, right, so right, happy. I to get it out real quick. Because I, like, I was just like, I want you on the show. And it was so cool that you accepted. And uh, yeah, so we've, we're fans of each other. Really. Exactly. And your show is so amazing. And that's the FemFlex Friday. Um, it, we're going to get into that also of how you got yeah. there and everything. But let's go back. I know that you started like, you know, I was reading your backstory and a cheerleader and going into the Dallas, mm -hmm. you know, tryouts for mm -hmm. cheerleaders. Mm -hmm. My question, oh, yeah. my question was, is now, did you do sports before you were doing cheerleading and stuff like that? I mean, what was, what was yeah. your go-to? What was your go-to sport? Yeah. I mean, track and field, like I love to run. I recognized like really early on as a kid in elementary that I was really fast. <laughs> and uh, born and raised in Detroit. And we, I was born, I was in the hood in Detroit. Okay. <laughs> when Detroit was like known back then as the murder, murder capital mm -hmm. of wow. the U.S., I guess you want to say. But I was raised up in that, even though like my mom and dad did a great job. We had a beautiful, you know, home and all that. But I had to, I had to run. Like I knew. <laughs> like from your I home to the store? <laughs> right. Like from, from school to, right. Like it's, it was just that kind of uh, situation, that type of environment. Mm -hmm. And as a woman, um, I was just, I could beat a lot of the guys. There you go. So that was my first, like, I'm going to say, as far as athletics, okay, that's where I learned. Yeah, and then I ran through high school. Um, I didn't run in in college. I was a cheerleader in college um, because I was good, but I wasn't trained. I wasn't a trained athlete. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's probably where it started for me. That was my first love is running. Okay, that's. That's amazing. I didn't know. I didn't really realize that. And then you kind of went from there. You went into cheerleading, and I read a story about. I know that they wanted you to slender down, and you were like, "Yes." Hmm. Went into the weight room. <laughs> yes. And if anything, I mean, I remember the first time I went into a weight room. Everybody's like, "Oh my God, you have the genetics, you know, to do bodybuilding." Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I I um, you know. Wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader because that was the thing that we saw, you mm -hmm. know, I saw on uh, in the 70s and I graduated from Western Michigan University in um, I started in 1980 and graduated in 1984. So that was the plan. I wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. I actually did trial for the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Um, and before I actually tried out for the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, this new football organization came along called the USFL. And and they're back now. You can see them 
on um, their back. Mm -hmm. So their season is very different from the NFL. So Michigan Panthers, um, there was this new league, and they said, hey, you know, my girlfriend was like, I know you say you want to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader, but there's this new organization, the USFL. They're having cheerleading tryouts. Why don't you do this before you, you know, go and do the whole Dallas Cowboy thing, and and I did, and I made the uh, Michigan Panthers uh, cheerleading team. So I was on there for their first USFL championships, and we had some heavy hitters um, as far as stole some of those athletes from the NFL, and they played at in the USFL. So okay, and what happened is that when I went off and tried it for Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, because it was two different seasons, the USFL was in the spring, the NFL is the fall, there was a conflict. And so the coach said, listen, um, we're going to allow you to come back the next year and re take resume where you left off at because I did make that final that 45 girls she says but because of the conflict with the USFL you cannot participate in the USFL when you come back and she said by the way you need to lose some weight <laughs> meaning <laughs> meaning now now for me that was strange because I was in great shape oh, right and bad. I'm like lose some weight and basically what she was saying to me is but she didn't know what she was quite saying at the time uh is that I had this really athletic look mm -hmm. you know um I had the the quadriceps and the hamstrings and I had where you could see this my shoulder development I had abdominals and when you look at a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader you're not seeing a six pack, your eight pack. You're not seeing it's it's like looking at a Barbie doll. Yes, <laughs> it looks just like a Barbie doll. Exactly. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you know, um, and so when I go back to the gym and I tell my bodybuilding friends because I'm at uh, Woodward Powerhouse and they say, "Listen, that's ridiculous, Linda. You have great genetics." there's nothing broken. You do not need to lose weight. You need to really consider being a bodybuilder and competing. And um, it did not take very long. I'm going to say a couple months. I, you know, decided to, to let go of the, hang up the pom-poms and start picking up dumbbells and quickly my body uh, responded to the weight training oh. and I was on my way. I can totally relate to that. It's really cool. This episode's actually sponsored by icetshirts.com and you can get your OG gladiator hat. You can get your OG t-shirt. You can get chilling with ice hats, chilling with ice t-shirts. I have all kinds of fun stuff on it. So go to icetshirts.com today. How long did it take you to train and go into your very first competition? Uh, gosh, it didn't take long. I'm gonna tell you, uh, my first competition um, within that year, you know, okay. because what I recognize is I said, well, I'm used to pre uh, performing mm -hmm. in front of people. And that's what bodybuilders do up on stage. I wasn't I was kind of weird about putting on a bikini <laughs> and standing up there. That was kind of that was I wasn't feeling that really. Yeah, I believe it. that's kind of I think yeah, everybody's first kind of like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, and then I saw the posing and I said, well, I can do that. And um, the part that I had a challenge with was it was the diet. But I would say within 
within that year, when okay. I made my mind up to do it, I competed in my first competition. I competed in the, the Miss Michigan and I placed four. It took me four years before I actually won the Michigan state title. I placed first, fourth, the second year, first year, placed third, the second year, placed third again, the third year. And then finally that fourth year, I won the Michigan state title. And from that point on every competition I competed in, I won. You know, I had to learn that diet. I did not understand dieting to maintain muscle and lose body fat in the sculpting of that whole process. So once I got that, I was I, I was on. See, was that's, on. that was going to be one of my questions is what was the biggest challenge for you? Training, diet, mental I mean, that whole going through mm -hmm. like your whole Miss Olympia, once you became yeah. Miss Olympia. I mean, what was the most challenging, would you say? Was it was it the dieting still? Yeah, I'm going to tell you the most challenging part of, of and you know this too, Lori, from um, especially during that time in the 80s and early 90s. Um, the diet, once you get the diet, I mean, and you have the discipline, the willpower, power, you can get through it. But but you have those athletes that don't have the ability to connect the body and the mind. And it takes a lot of power, a lot of mental strength to eat a certain way and wait for what you're doing eating-wise, nutrition-wise, to show up on your physique. It doesn't always show up the way you think it should show up or where it's going to show up. And so you almost always feel like you're not ready. You know, it's not like like with performance, you know, if you're running the 100 yard dash and you're doing it in 10 seconds and your, your time. But, you know, with what we do, it was about um, continuing regardless of where you lost the weight or what was happening on your physique to follow through and put on that bikini and step on that stage and present that physique. When the, yeah. I was going to say, when you were competing at the highest level, when you stepped on that stage, did you always feel like you were 100% ready or did you always kind of had that... Oh, if I just had another week or two. <laughs> yeah. I always had that if I only had another week. I've, it's probably only been a few of my Olympias where uh, I felt complete, like 100% positively ready. And I think it's just that it's so many moving pieces through that process. Mm -hmm. um, because... You know, every single every single Olympia or competition, um, you may use the exact same training program. You may have the exact diet, nutrition, but there's a different set, set of circumstances going on in your life. Mm -hmm. And there's different kind of stress, you know, which makes for a different outcome. That I never thought of it that way, and you're absolutely 100% right, because yeah. one year makes a huge difference from physical, hormonal, stress, you name it, 
And it mm-hmm. the, and you're absolutely right. The outcome is going to be a little bit different every single time. Mm-hmm. So you have, every to, single you have time. to constantly adjust, I would imagine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Constantly adjust. And when you're the champion and when you're holding that title, you have no choice mm-hmm. but to show up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. I, I have, so that was that was a lot. I, I have a question for you because this was like one of my questions. I saw the the timelines. I was looking at the timelines and you were coming up the ranks and it's like right before you won the Miss Olympia is when Corey retired. Okay. Uh-huh. Were you, here's my question. I thought as I was reading this, I was like, were you gunning for Corey? And you were like, that's it, man. She's she's the one I want to beat. And then all of a uh-huh. sudden she retired. Did you go, are you serious? Oh <laughs> I just gosh. wanted to beat you so bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what, though? Honestly, gosh, I don't think I ever thought, like, I want to beat Corey Everson because, honestly, things just can't really happen so fast. You know, the, the way I, I when I won the North American. And here's what also happened. Um, she was like my idol. Okay. Corey was like on television. She was on covers of the magazine. And it was it was even hard to wrap my mind when I won the Olympia mm-hmm. the first time. You know, I was like, so I just won the same title that Corey Everson, the person that I've been like, you know, yeah, so I'm must, having to say, yeah, that must that have was, been so it was kind challenging. Of, yeah, in your head. You mm-hmm. know. In my head, it was. It was challenging. And I had to also, like, come to really be at peace and love me. I loved me. But you don't really know. Like, because I was, everything I was doing for the Olympia was all controlled. It was in my control. It was in my world. Mm -hmm. And then you win the Olympia and then suddenly everybody cares and everybody's trying to tell you how to train, (laughs) how to diet, how to wear your hair. Why did you wear that, wear those, uh, those, everything. I totally hear you. (laughs) Yes. I would, I heard some of everything. And so that really changed a lot of, um, of, of really like, because everybody had an opinion. Oh, I bet. You know. So did you also have like a coach for training, a coach for diet, a coach for posing, or did you have like one solid coach? Um, I'm going to say that I really, because back then having coaches was not as popular. It wasn't as popular as it is now. But the, our coaches that we had, they were basically the fellow gym members, people who had experience. So, for example, uh, Ron Love, he was a professional, um, the first professional pro out of Detroit. And he's the one that suggested that I compete because I have the, you know, I had the genetics to do so. So he really helped me a lot, like with my diet and, and understanding weight training. And it was just those fellow competitors that, fellow people in the gym that trained hard. Mm-hmm. They may not even had the courage or the willpower to go through the diet or the courage to step on stage, but they trained hard. Mm-hmm. And so I had those types of trainers, I, I'm going to say. So yeah. when you were coming up then, and I completely relate to that, by the way, because, you know, but the reason I asked that question is because it's like, I remember when I was training in the gym and I was dieting and I was competing, I always thought in my head, I'm like, God, if I just 
had that one person that had the magic formula, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, yeah. then who knows where my career would have been? Because you're always thinking that there's like mm -hmm. a secret or some kind yeah. of magic formula to dieting and training. Uh -huh. Because Linda, I, I mean, honestly, the the picture that I put up on my Instagram on, um, for today's podcast, your body's flawless. I mean, uh -huh. it is literally, I mean, when I was showing people, I was like, look who I get to interview. And I was like, so excited, uh -huh. you know, uh -huh. and they were just like, oh my God, her body's just phenomenal. It's like every single muscle was perfectly like yeah. symmetrical, you mm -hmm. know, yeah, from yeah. probably your big toe all the way to the top of your head. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. That's great. Yeah. But you know what? But the, and, yeah. And it was that kind of stuff too, that makes you a little bit mad toward the end, meaning like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like you have to become so obsessed yes. with your body and your training and eating and like getting a tan, tan lines in the wrong place. Yes. You wanted everything. You sleep a certain way, wearing clothes that are tight, like so that when you're going stepping on stage, you don't have like rubber lines from the belt, tight oh, yeah. belt you had it, on. It. It, it, it was a unique obsession. Um, and I always really loved the process of, of, changing the physique all the way through. But then I'm going to say when, it, when I was two weeks out, I just wanted relief. Mm -hmm. I wanted to walk past a mirror and not feel like every moment I had to look in the mirror or, or, or the sun. Oh, this is great lighting. Let mm -hmm. me, what is, you know, it was kind of crazy, but that's what it takes. That's what it took. And, and you're, that's exactly what I wanted to hear because you're absolutely mm -hmm. right. You become, it's, it's more than eat, sleep, drink, bodybuilding. It is 100%. You become obsessed with everything mm -hmm. around you in your environment. Mm -hmm. and that's, that's what I wanted to know. And it's yeah. so interesting. Obsessed. obsessed is the word. So yeah, obsessed. Yeah. I mean, this is where the geeky kind of questions come into play. Cause I, I know that like, even when I was in the gym and people are like, um, oh my God, ask her this. Oh my God, ask her that. <laughs> you know, it's kind uh -huh. of funny, uh -huh. but it's like, okay. So, I mean, when you were at your, at your peak, when you were doing Miss Olympia, it's like, um, for a physique like yours, I mean, how many cal, did you count calories? Did you do micros? Did you do, what did mm -hmm. you do back then? Was it counting calories? Oh, yeah. Were you counting your proteins or were you doing it all? I was doing it all. I was doing it all, you know, um, weighing food, um, yeah, weighed a lot of food, a lot of chicken to the point where you can eyeball your protein <laughs> and <Yeah>. your complex <laughs> carbs. You know that's too much, or mm -hmm. you know, you know, um, and and also journaling, keeping uh, records of what I ate, and um, so I was probably, I would say. My calorie intake was always like 2,000, like 1,500, 2,000, but it was like 2,000 um, calories per day. But when I started to get really good, mm -hmm. I learned I could eat. And so I would eat more calories. We're talking um, 2,500 uh, calories per day, sometimes 3,000. So mm -hmm. I'm going to say pretty consistent. It was 2,500. And like, if I ate 
if I carved up and I ate more carbs, which I would definitely do that, like give myself that break uh -huh. where I would like cheat on more carbs, it would be 3000. But understand I was doing cardio twice a day. That's what I was going to, my next question. Twice a day, 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes at night. At night, I would do, I'd eat my last meal. Then I'd do 45 minutes of cardio. I could not eat again until that next morning when I did my first session of cardio, then I could have my first meal. So, um, yeah, it was, so 2,000, 3,000 calories. And when you think about it, you're going to easily burn a thousand of them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but I learned to not, I learned to eat and to eat, a, uh, I was probably 150 grams of carbs. That was a really good day. 150 grams of carbs per day. Mm -hmm. um, what about your protein? My protein, I always did my protein like based on one, 0.5 pounds. So like I would go uh, grams of carbs. Let me think. I was so that's probably kind of, that's kind of like the rule yeah. of thumb that we all kind of yeah. still know and kind of go by yep. in a way. Yeah, so, that's what I did use per per, especially if you're a, um, active, you can eat more, right? If you're especially if you're weight training. So so is there anything you know now that you wish you knew back then? Oh yeah, let's see. <laughs> You're like, um, let me. Where's my list? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. I think honestly, um, I did a damn pretty good job of with each Olympia. Um, some things I'm glad I didn't know. Like, oh, okay. you like. And I think it's coming from a point of just being the champion. Like, so my first Olympia, you can see like this evolution of different types of bodies. Mm -hmm. And I, my, my third, fourth and fifth Olympia, because it did go by fast. That's probably something that it, like, you don't know, you don't realize how quickly time goes by, mm -hmm. but you can get caught up. I got caught up. And, it, and I think it's like the normal, especially for women during that time, I got caught up in being Ms. Olympia and trying to represent the title and, and, and wanting to be on the cover of the magazine and wanting, because you think that that's a given. Like mm -hmm. if you win the Olympia, you're going to be on the cover of Flex Magazine or on cover of Muscle and Fitness, or you're going to get these contracts. And it doesn't necessarily equal that hmm. because I was I was naive. Like the first Ms. Olympia, Linda Murray, you see, I was naive to the fact that I was part of a business. Oh, yeah. And when you're part of a business and you're coming from this place of being a, uh, an athlete and just wanting to compete, it did not compute some of the, you know, I'm like, well, I miss Olympia, you know, put me on a cover or just know it's like he was trying to sell magazines. Yep. And that was going to, I was going to say, were there politics yeah. in the whole bodybuilding industry? You know, once you won Miss Olympia, yeah. did all the politics start kind of coming into play? Oh, yeah. 
And oh yeah, I, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I know we kind of we kind of talked a little bit about that when I was in Arizona with you. But mm-hmm. I mean, do you still? I mean, how is it today? Because I've been out mm-hmm. of the industry for so long and competing mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. How is it today, yeah. male versus female? Because obviously, mm-hmm. it's a very male dominated you know, industry. Totally. So how is that yeah. now today? Is it still kind of the same or is it kind of equaling out or how yeah. are we looking? Um, I don't think I'm going to say it's equaling out. I think what's kind of really so cool about it right now is that um, being that I work for the owner of the Olympia, Jake Wood. Mm-hmm. And uh so I get to participate in and see everything that happens on this level, preparing for all the athletes to compete at the Olympia. I get to interact with all of the men, right? Mm-hmm. And I interact and talk to the men from my past. So I look at my past. I look at those guys, the ones that made 20 times more money than me. Mm, that's got to hurt. And I kind of knew in my mind back then, like I had to stay focused on on winning the Olympia and not being angry about not making the money that they made for first place or the contracts that they got to our sponsors um that i didn't get i did get sponsors i had good sponsors i did make good money but the amount of money that i made in comparison to the mr olympia was night and day is it still that way it's, uh it's still that way it's why? still that way it's, it's why better. jake has made it much much better he really has he's made it much better but i i think it's just gosh why <laughs> i know has anybody asked that question why <laughs> No, I know. I think, honest to God, I just hate to be, it's just something about being a man that they just don't get. <laughs> like, I'm serious. Because I see them now, and they'll come up, and I'm looking at this guy, and I'm like, dude, like, I work in this office. I work with Jake. I, I'm here. I know what I had to go through to diet, mm-hmm. to be in great shape, mm-hmm. like a woman, we, we we carry more body fat than you guys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we would, we would come better. You know, we'd be leaner, our glutes, for our glutes to even have some rips or some lines in it in comparison. <laughs> oh, that's like you impossible know. to get almost. <laughs> yes, but it was still one of these things where it's just like, they have sometimes permission to be disrespectful or to be... Mm. Or to be like, uh, ignore, mm-hmm. okay. not see us, not recognize, and and it blows me away. You know, I mean, some guys actually think that, uh, like when I retired, I won six Olympias and I retired for four or five years. I came back, and then some guy was like, "Oh, you know, a man could never do that." I'm like, "Well, yeah, a man could do that mm-hmm. if." You, you know what I mean? It's just. Yeah, it's just it, it's some of them are a little ignorant. But fruity what you're doing is fruity tootie. And it's so di- you're like, I'm like, no, you dude, just want like, to slap him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here's a fun question. Did you ever have a very um, the most embarrassing or even an embarrassing moment on stage your entire career? 
Yeah. Well, as yeah, when I was uh, competing as an amateur, I lost my my top came off. Because <laughs> no we didn't have glue. Like we didn't have that glue, all that fancy stuff they got now, right? you know. And and remember the the suit was like on a string that yes. kind of you mm -hmm. could take the string all the way out and yeah, it just kind of that. Went, yeah. And uh they had the pose down and they said pose down and I'm posing and posing <laughs> and posing down and my top was it had moved. <laughs> so the whole time I'm posing down, I'm like giving oh everybody a peak show oh my god <laughs> I, that is i'm but laughing to, i'm laughing judges, with you <laughs> yeah and one of the judges had to tell me uh they kept i was like standing up and they were like and i'm like like what what <laughs> oh my god yeah. that, I, I never forget that and that and that to be honest with you that was the thing that made i was determined to be better okay and, and that's what really pushed me because it was so embarrassing, you know. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, I, those moments are a defining moment. <laughs> yeah. Hey, when I let's let's put it this way, I was um, when I was on Gladiators and we were doing the tour, and I was in a, an arena, and there was like ten thousand people, and all of a sudden they call my name, and I'm in the spotlight. I literally tripped, fell on my face, <laughs> went out of the spotlight completely. Wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God. You guys though, being like physical, there's so much that <laughs> I know, God, I know. I we'll get to that in a it. minute. All right. So let's talk about today for a second. Now there are so many divisions. It's not mm -hmm. just bodybuilding. I mean, obviously when I got into it, it was just female bodybuilding. And then I think the mm -hmm. next division maybe physique came in. Or maybe it was um, not quite sure what followed that bikini. But now there's mm -hmm. physique, bikini, wellness. Um, you could actually name them more mm -hmm. so than I. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Now are six. you? Are there six? There are six divisions for the women. Yes. Okay. So let me ask six. you this: Do you like that there's six divisions, or would mm -hmm. you, if you were to, if you had to? Just good uh -huh. question. If you had to take away two divisions, what two divisions would you take away? Mm, if I had to take away two. Wow. Um, I'm going to say it would be women's physique. And the only reason I say women's physique is, I mean, they're amazing athletes. Mm -hmm. But my God, the conditioning of the athletes, they are so like lip ripped to a point of it's a lot to ask a woman for her body to do that. And it's not, I don't think it's that really healthy probably. No. So for me, that's the reason I would say that is mm -hmm. because I think that you have some women that genetically they they're gifted where they, their body can do that. Mm -hmm. And usually what I've seen is the, the women like that, they, they were always small mm -hmm. and then they put on enough muscle, but they, they have the muscle and they have that leanness and that ripness where we, when you have a female that she's trying to get that, let's say she has the genetics, she has the size, she puts on size easy, but you will not like 
it's not normal for her to have rips, ripped glues. Yeah, it's just, it's almost Yeah, too much. so I would say it would be that one just because it's about health. Okay. I okay. think it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful sport. I right. mean, beautiful division. Okay, that makes sense. Uh -huh. Is there yeah. another one or would you just leave it at that? I, initially, I think I would just, yeah, initially... I had a problem with bikini when they first started bikini and they had to do that pose and turn around and then like okay. show their butt. Oh my God. I was going to ask you about that. I, I was remember just, I was like, okay. I was going to ask you about that. Why? I would love from, to see the men do that. Yeah. That, that was like, probably for me, I was like, what? Like, I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, bend over and grab were, your ankles. Right. Remember that pose was illegal. Like, Back in the day, the um, I think they called it the moon pose. That makes sense. Remember, <laughs> like some women would like who had they had really great glutes and mm -hmm. great hamstrings, and they were ripped. They would re bend over, turn their butts to the audience, yeah. and touch their toes, and that was like they said none none of that. They banned that pose. But then they brought it back. So, Right, but then when they brought it back, but the girls, I understand it more now. <laughs> okay. I know what I'm, I'm glad you're laughing at, and, and saying it, but yeah, I want to see Initially, the men do it. I, was, I want to see the yeah. men do it. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, I, I there's there's yeah. double edged sword here. Yes, yes, totally, and it is. It's it's interesting. It really is because I because I even say to myself now when I sit at shows and I'm so comfortable looking at it now because I understand it and they've been around now for ten years. I think 2010 is when they first introduced bikini, and when I saw that pose, I remember I was judging, uh, and the way the girl turned and looked and she and then I was just like I it felt different. Mm -hmm. I was just like it just felt different. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I would say if there was one thing like if if your life would have taken like a certain turn, let's say, I don't know, where would that turn have been to where maybe you did not go into bodybuilding? I mean, mm. was there a decide was there like have you ever seen the movie Sliding Doors? It's mm, the coolest no. movie in the world. It's Sliding Doors and it's literally about a woman who is going towards the subway and in one mm -hmm. episode doors close and she misses the subway and then another another mm -hmm. episode she actually makes it in the in the um, subway door okay so yeah was yeah. there a moment in your life that it could have literally went in a completely different direction oh oh yeah yeah well absolutely for me um let me say, and I think this is like important conversation in regards to like most athletes that we have that ability to do something and be extreme mm -hmm. or have that willpower, that strength to keep going, to be the best at something. Um, that was, that's always been like in me. And before I competed, to me, I feel like bodybuilding, it, say, it saved my life because um, after cheerleading in college and, and I didn't have that thing mm -hmm. to go to, I found myself getting in trouble in a sense, you know, kind of started drinking, 
but not drinking heavy then. I didn't know that I, I didn't know that I had the ability that whatever I put my hands on, like I can take it to the next level. If it's drinking, I can take it to the next level. If it's smoking marijuana, I can take it to the next <laughs> level. If it's eating, I can take it to the next level. If it's weight training, I can take it to the next level. So I feel like, um, thank God, because I did have a situation where I felt lost and empty after my years in college and cheerleading and having that place. And and then I was getting, I had a boyfriend that I was like, going down the wrong path with him and didn't like the way it felt because I did have that, that discipline in me. Mm -hmm. So I knew when I was doing something out of line and it wasn't right. So I gotten, you know, I came close to being like on that other side and I just went to what I know and that's working out and being at a gym and then it just, really helped to redirect me. So See, that's awesome. I feel, yeah, yeah. It, and I, I've had that happen a couple times, you know, after, after I won the Olympia, I won the Olympia and then it was like, oh, okay, like I'm retired now. I'm like, now what? Right. Okay. And, th and that's when I, I, realized, I hear you like, on that one, <laughs> you know, that's when I realized, okay, then that, the issues of like alcohol and other things started to come up. And um, so, yeah, it, it, it saved my life. And there's so many, I there's so many that. things about, about bodybuilding and training. And, and I was listening to a quick little episode um, that you were discussing with Wendy on, on one of your um, episodes. And it's about how women, you know, basically, <laughs> What Wendy was saying is like she could overhear a mom and daughter talking about, you know, the, the mom goes to the daughter after she sees Wendy like, you're never going to get that big. You know, I never want you to look that big, you know, but <laughs> it, it's right. funny because I right. mean, God, I heard that my entire time. You know, I was yes. training. It was just like, why do you want to look like a man? I don't know. Right. Why do you want to be fat? Right. You know? right. Right. <laughs> it was right. One of those things. But it's like at the same time, like you said, it. It, it is a, it is a sport. It is something that can you can actually get into and get consumed with it, and it can take you places. And it is healthy if you make it healthy, and it could be unhealthy if you go too far with it. Absolutely, and the same, it, you know, it's just the way that sport is, and it's the way it's, that anything yeah. is really. I agree. Anything. I agree. I agree. I think they just. I just don't get it. Like how easy it is to still beat up on women well and that choose to like how why are we still doing that why are we exactly why are we still in this conversation you uh -huh. know there's other yeah. conversations to yeah. be had of you know um we could name 10 different conversations but it's interesting how that hasn't mm -hmm. changed yet <laughs> no it is it really is and it's i don't know i guess it's I mean, it's That's, evolved. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it hasn't yeah. gone far enough yet, you know, mm -hmm. to where it's like, let the women be who they want to be. If you want to train mm -hmm. your ass off and you want to get muscles, do it. You know, because mm -hmm. sports, I was the same way. Sports literally changed my life. And if without yes. sports, I have no idea. 
I would have probably been yeah. a little juvenile delinquent that my mom and my yeah. parents thought I was going to be, you know, getting in yes. trouble, hanging out with the wrong crowd. I was right there uh -huh. with you. Yeah. But yeah. I got to be consumed with the bodybuilding world and it took me out of that destructive type of life. Let's put it that way. Uh -huh. You yeah. Know? And there's yeah. so many benefits to it. And people don't understand that. They just want to like quickly judge of what you look like, you know, type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It just, but like, I don't like to me, like all sports, you know, people argue and they want to say whether it's a sport or not bodybuilding, but you know, it's a, to me, a sport and it's a, it, an art because when is. you're in the gym training you have to they don't see what you what you had to mm -hmm. do to get the physique that you have they just see you on stage and think you know and it, and it uh, is hysterical how wendy explained that she goes you know when you guys were talking she's like and you'll never look like that <laughs> you know right. they have no idea what it takes to get no to idea. that level i mean that's why no i do i admire you so much mm -hmm. for what you mm -hmm. have done in your career and it's just mm -hmm. i know i personally 100 percent know what it took for you to get there and it's just like i'm in just like awe of you yeah. you know it's just yeah. incredible so i love that uh yeah thanks yeah so, yeah and it was it's it was challenging every time to you know, watch your body. I loved my physique, but then when it started to get to where I started to get really lean in the face mm -hmm. and then you take on that look of looking older and dry, <laughs> it is what it is, but it was temporary <laughs> and I knew yeah. that. So I just had to get past that part, through that part. So what would you tell your 18 year old self today? Mm -hmm. Oh gosh, my 18 year old self. You know, whoa, man, what I would tell my 18-year-old self, and I wish I could, that my 18-year-old self could hear this, <laughs> is the importance of really being present. The importance of really being present. And it's a simple phrase, and it seems kind of crazy, because I remember when I first heard someone, you know, told me, you know, importance of being present, and I was like, well, of course I'm present here, you know, but I think that when you're present, then you, you, your life is, you have more quality in your life because, uh, and you have to, you don't have to work as hard when you're present. You tend to, you hear what your next step should be, what that thing is you should do instead of, uh, acting out of anxiety or being in the future or being in the past. Because whatever happened in the past, when I was 18, like my mistakes that I made, that's done. It's over with, you know, it's it's done. You learn from them and you move on. But all, I, all you have is the present. And I feel like now I really understand what it means to be present mm -hmm. and because I'm I understand the importance of being present I feel like I have more years like I feel like I can see a difference in the way my skin looks the way the it's the only thing that allows me to continue to do every single all these different things that I do
like being Atlanta, promote my Atlanta show, having everybody, Linda, Linda, can I do this? With, you know, the stress of all of that, and then getting on the plane, coming back to Arizona, and then that next weekend having a show mm -hmm. in Arizona or having, you know, because I just calm myself down. I, I have, I, I'm more centered, but that's hard to tell someone that's 18. Oh, so hard. It's so hard. I don't want to hear that. And then when you're mm -hmm. present, you appreciate. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're oh. really present in the situation, you absolutely appreciate everything that's going on. It's like mm -hmm. um, we were talking about the documentary for a moment and people ask me how I feel and what I'm doing and, I'm, and you know, what I'm doing now. And I'm like, I'm enjoying every second of this. And I appreciate mm -hmm. it so much because even when I was back in the gladiators doing the gladiators, I was present. But like you said, when you're in the Olympia, it goes like really fast. And all of a sudden I was just like, so now I'm just like, I'm enjoying it. I'm eating it up. Mm -hmm. I'm in the present yeah. of it, you know? So, yes. so what do you do for fun? Well, let's see. What are, you know what I do? Uh, let's see for fun. I've been doing puzzles. I get really excited about. <laughs> Who would have thought? I would have thought. I, would. <laughs> I love doing puzzles because it's. It, it, it just slows my mind down. It's like a meditation. And yes, it's a great meditation. And it's and it also teaches me, I learn to focus. Mm -hmm. um, it helps me to resolve like simple things. It's like similar to the process that we go through, that I would go through for competing. You know, so for me, it's just really relaxing without me... Uh, having a diet and do all that other stuff, you know, and <laughs> it, it also kind of helps me control and not always like, like overeat and stuff like that. But I love doing puzzles. I love, uh, I love watching people. I love going to like Starbucks and having the coffee and just sitting and watching people. And they're interesting, um, aren't they? <laughs> very interesting. I just love, I love watching people and, it, and expressions. <laughs> Oh my God. If, I'm sure that I've like walked into Starbucks before and I've watched people like walk me, you know, watch me walk from the door to the counter, uh -huh. to the back. And I'm like, how long have you been sitting there staring at people? And I'm thinking, and yes. I've done that before and you're right. And you just uh -huh. kind of like look at the different people and what they do and yes. how, they, inter how yes. they interact is really interesting, yes. you know? Yes. And it's so cool too. You know, another thing too is like, I love where I'm at in my life. And when I sit and I look at people and I remember the old like school, like when you're dieting and you're all perfect and everything in your mind and you're like <laughs> looking at everybody and look at her. I can't believe she's eating that. And <laughs> look, at, look at how much she weighs. Oh, my goodness. You know, just being kind of judgmental and how many living times in this how many times have you been uh, in the supermarket and pe people push up their, their cart and you look in their cart and you just go, really? <laughs> yes. Yes. That was just, just living in that world and being yeah. that person of perfection. And like, you're so super organized and you just, I'll never eat like that again. And, <laughs> you know, and I think um, what's cool now is, is, like really meeting people where they are and letting allowing people loving on people no matter who they are what they are what they weigh 
looking in their basket and being like, <laughs> oh, it looks good. And, you know, and then, I, then I'll catch myself and say, mind your own business, Linda. Mind your own business. It, so it, it's yeah. taken us so long to get there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, throughout your entire life, it's like it's so it's so bizarre because you go through your seasons and your hills and your valleys and mm-hmm. and, you know, somebody everybody goes, you get, you know, you get wiser as you get older, you know, kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I always say, no, I just catch myself on my own shit. <laughs> you know? yes. That's it. And that works. Yes, that's the best way. So what's your, your future look like? Your life is beautiful when you do that. I know. Pardon? So tell me, what's your what's your future look like? Where are you going? Um, I, you know what? I think like my future is like so cool because I'm in my, uh, I heard Jane Fonda say this, I'm in my third act. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say third act. And I'm lucky if I get a fourth act, but I'm in my third act. Um, and because I know what we just said about being present, about minding my own business, about being comfortable in my own skin, just those basic things one day at a time. Like my next 20 years can be fabulous, you know, if I just slow myself down. So I see myself, I see myself really doing well financially. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm doing well financially now. And I know that the reason that I'm doing well financially is because that thing when they say let go and let God, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because I know how to let go and because I know I don't have to work hard, it is so exciting to see all the things coming my way. You know, you people call it miracles and it's just like I just sit back and I wanted to do like look at this technology that we have now. Oh, the podcast. Yes. We can do, we can be in control of instead of being in situations where we had to let uh what was the name of that company? Goldwyn, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> producers and directors do yes. a lot of things. Yes. Now we're in control. Yes. We can do, we have a lot of power through social media and all of that. So I see myself having fun like you, Lori, doing my TikTok videos. I know I watch them. I love them. Yeah, but I love your TikTok. Oh, I got it. I'm I'm so far behind on those right now. I've so have to start doing those. You're 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 just like a light, you know. To be mm-hmm. honest with you, and you're just so amazing. And I know that so many women and and men all look up to you and what you've done mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. your throughout mm-hmm. your life. And yeah. I can totally see where your future is going. And it looks, it looks amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a hustler. I am like constantly, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, hustling yeah. and everything. Yes. But that's my, that's me and my personality. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. the same time, I have slowed down. I have learned to become more accepting of myself. I mean, through mm-hmm. this aging process was a real hard mm-hmm. one. girl yes oh my god i think the first time i saw like well Lori, my god you really you look amazing oh my god thank you Mm -hmm. thank you so much yeah healthy and i feel healthy you know Mm -hmm. and like i mean so real quick before we go how would 
Are you are you still training? Are you? I mean, how is how is that part of your life going? What are you doing? I mean, I'll be honest with yeah. you. I want to hear something funny? I'll, and people yeah. are just like, seriously? And I'm like, if I never trained another day in my life, I'd be fine. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> however, I, I understand. However, yes. I do enjoy what it feels like to train. It's just I think mm -hmm. I think more than anything, it's it's the um, the have to, I have to train kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. I just want to train mm -hmm. on my, my accord, my own time. You yes. Know? Yes. So I agree. Yeah. Um, for me, it's about my health and I remind myself of that. So, um, it's, it's just like, it's mandatory for me. It's because of my my health, my mental health, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and also I think the part of the aging process, when you get to, when you get a certain age, we, we know that the importance of weight training, the importance of exercise, it allows you to have that third act yes. in your fifties and your sixties yes. and feel great because mm -hmm. you're so wise, you know, so much. But the bummer is when you start having to go to the doctor a lot and you have a lot of issues, wouldn't it be nice to still like be able to be physically not, not saying that we want to do what we what we used to do, but that we, you know, but just you want to enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is the the best thing about exercise is when you know that when you don't do it, you know how you feel. Yes. Like it's important. It's it's important for my physical health, my mental health, and it allows me to really enjoy yes. being wise. Yes. You know, and I see women that are pretty, they can be pretty miserable, like going through menopause, going through certain things, <sighs> hormonal changes, like they're not, they're miserable. Yes, they are. They are. And, and, and I know you hear this all the time as well. It's like, Oh my God, at your age, how do you look so amazing? Well, I've trained, mm -hmm. I ate good, you know, and, and it's such a huge part of it. Um, okay, so last question. Where, okay, how do I say this? Um, was there an event on the American Gladiators that you secretly thought, oh my God, I could do that and it'd be so much fun? Huh. Okay. <laughs> Cause girl, you would have made an American, you would have made an amazing gladiator. <laughs> uh, yeah. All this, you know, I love the, I don't know. It's the joust when you're up on the platform and you're, oh, yeah, and it's about joust. balance and strength that in my joust. head. Cause I'm not really afraid of heights and I'm really good. I feel like as far as with balance mm -hmm. and strength, not quite. Uh, so like running and impact. Oh no. Anything we are running and ooh. Seriously? Oh, I thought the opposite from you. You look really? like that girl. Oh yeah, you could. You look like the girl that could just, just run and just bam, just tackle someone. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know what? I think I probably would say that would that would be probably the first thing that I would say that I would be interested in. Like I would be really good at that at tackling. Cause when I think about football, I always think I would want to be a lineman, See, like a line, a <laughs> linebacker. I would want to be a linebacker. I'm not the quarterback. I'm not the wide receiver. I'm the linebacker. So okay. that's really who I feel like I am. But I think, you know, I had an injury with my knee way back. And when I was like, 
19. Mm. So because of that knee injury, everything was like my world. I saw things differently. Oh, I you know? see that area. All yeah, right, that so, was a series pretty, yeah. And I, and I emailed you this, but if you had a gladiator name, what would it be? Oh, if I had a gladiator name, what would it be? <laughs> oh, deep one. You know what? I think I would like, I don't know, like a chameleon or something. I don't know if it's possible to be something where I'm like good and evil or I can change it up. Hmm. So I don't know. What would that name, what would be, you guys have had so many names. You, that oh. one, I'm stumped on that one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have no okay. Something that, okay. that that changes, like you know, it's kind of like that movie, like with the with um, in Terminator, Predator, no, yes. Predator, where that guy when he had the dirt dirt on him, you couldn't see it. I don't know, but yeah, I know Something what you're talking about. I know exactly I'm what you're talking about. Maybe fierce. Yeah, I don't know, fierce. <laughs> <laughs> Linda, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. And mm -hmm. I, I was just so excited to sit and talk with you and kind of be that fangirl about geeking out on bodybuilding and all the fun questions and everything that I had. Yeah. And thank yeah. you for just going down that memory lane for me. And because there's a lot of people out there that are just coming up right now, you know, bodybuilding, mm -hmm. and they're just like, mm -hmm. oh my God, where do I start? What do I, what do I do? You know? And right. You are that inspiration to so many women, you know, that are coming uh, up in the ranks and everything. Yeah, yeah. I feel so lucky to still be here hanging out and being like a part of the industry. And I, you know, just feel really blessed and just... It's awesome. It I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm, it is. I'm so I'm so happy for you, you know, and what your uh -huh. future holds and everything. And by the way, I'm going to I'll I'll be seeing you this week because I'm coming on your podcast again, which That's is going right. to be a lot of fun. Yeah, so we're excited about that. Yeah, and we get to talk about all kinds of gladiator stuff. On the great job. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Then, yeah, congratulations. I mean, like I said, I absolutely was so entertaining. Yeah, you did such an excellent job. Thank mm -hmm. you. I appreciate that. All right. Now, don't go anywhere because I have at the end of my episode something called rapid fire. Okay. And they're just like really quick, fun questions, rapid fire. So, and that's for my um, Patreon site. So hang out there for a minute. Linda, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I was just so excited to sit here with you. And um, thank you. Oh, tell everybody where they can find you. Yes, you guys, you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, the Ms. Olympia 8. And um, we'll just go look for Linda Murray, L-E-N-D-A Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y. And I have a, a line. You can find me uh, with my supplement line of Crystal Planet Nutrition. But yeah, just Google Linda, L-E-N-D-A. It's not a lot of us spell our names, spell it. Oh, yeah, you're the first person that pops up. And then um, your FemFlex Friday. When does that, yep. when does that, is that an, a weekly? Yes, it's weekly. We air every Friday and you can find us on uh, YouTube on Olympia TV. Beautiful. Oh my God. Thank you so much. You guys yes. got to check out Linda's channel and all of her social media posts. And Linda, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Chillin' with Ice. And don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to your podcast. 
Remember to follow us on Patreon and YouTube at Chillin' With Ice. And on Instagram and TikTok, you can follow me at lori.ice.fetrick. I look forward to chilling with you next time here on Chillin' With Ice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.